Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of 1959 and 1966 U.S. Open champion Billy Casper. And we welcome you as we recap the 120th U.S. Open at Wingfoot last week. And I'll tell you what, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, there was no doubt. DeChambeau 67 was the only round under par in the final round on Sunday as he bested the field by an average of eight shots. Matthew Wolf, the 54-hole leader, shot a 75 on Sunday to finish at even par and six back in his first U.S. Open. And DeChambeau joins Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods as the only players to have won the NCAA individual, the U.S. Amateur, and the U.S. Open, and we are going to have quite a show. Tony Finau with his eighth top ten in a major, seventh of his last ten majors. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with him at the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament on the Tuesday after the U.S. Open and uh, spend about 20 minutes talking about his experience at Wingfoot, his thoughts on some of the distance debates, and what it's going to take for him to get over the hump and win his first major championship. That's coming up here on the first hour. Second hour, back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy but uh bob uh what you witnessed uh, on sunday to see bryson do what he did to that golf course which to a man is the most difficult along yeah. with oakmont of u.s open tests what did you make of what he was able to do wow well i i you know i think he was very comfortable with uh his swing and what he was able to do um throughout the whole week you know uh, three rounds in the 60s and an even par 70 uh it was phenomenal golf and he was hitting on all cylinders coming in, so I think he was very comfortable. He was very uh, he he hit driver where he needed to. He kind of reined it back in where he needed to a little bit. It it didn't look like he was like trying to kill it because he never or or he didn't lead the field in um, in distance off the tee. So, um, but he, you know uh, he played the golf course very conservatively, but very smart and was able to uh, really play a great round of golf in that final round. You're going to call what he did conservative, huh? 
I uh, find that uh, well, a little conservative for him because he's normally unleashing the Kraken. Well, he, I think he unleashed it plenty and unleashed it out of the rough. And I think he changed the game. I think what we saw last week was a game changer. And you're going to see he's not going to be the last person to come along and to find unique ways to score the golf ball despite the difficult conditions placed before him. It's going to be something to behold. we got a lot to talk about. We'll get into it next right here on our wrap-up at the U.S. Open on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there Take the Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. How did we create our most advanced tour ball ever? We invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world. Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new Chrome Soft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the second. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding, and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at ogo.com slash golf. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before now back to real golf radio with brian and bob Welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and their new Big Bertha B21 Drivers Distance. 
any way you swing it. A new formula for distance built to take the big miss out of your game and invites you back to the fairway. Wouldn't the pros have liked that a bit more last week at Wingfoot? Check it out at CallawayGolf.com, the new Big Bertha B21 drivers. All right, Bob. Uh, I, I'm excited to get right into this. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, um, you know, the guy, the guy put on an amazing display. Uh, we mentioned the scores. Uh, he, you know, it was, it was he and Matthew Wolf battling it out. They get to the ninth hole and they match each other with Eagles. And you thought, wow, this is going to be quite the yeah. finish. You know, two guys that go about it very differently than a standard. And I don't know why Adam Scott always becomes the poster child for the cookie cutter, you know, uh, model swing, uh, you know, on the PGA tour, but he does. We'll use that as the baseline. These two guys are on a far end of the spectrum compared to a balanced, beautiful Adam Scott type of swing. And yet they get it done. They have found the way to move that golf ball where they needed to go. And hats off to Matt Wolf in his first playing of the U.S. Open. The guy showed a lot of grit and talent, ultimately succumbed, maybe under the pressure uh, of what he was trying to do, become the first since Francis we met back in 1913 to win the U.S. Open yeah. in his first attempt. And then Bryson DeChambeau just didn't flinch. The guy, not only did he have impressive power, and that's what's going to get most of the attention, but he was brilliant around the greens. The touch that he was able to extract shots, scramble close to the green, you know, get the ball onto the putting surface with an opportunity, and then he made spots. I, look, I can't say enough. I, I wish Bryson were a little more fun to watch. That's my own personal opinion. And yet at the same time, I admire and respect what he was able to accomplish last week. And in my opinion, was second probably to Tiger's 15-shot drubbing of the yeah. field at Pebble Beach in 2000. It was it was that good. Well, you know, every once in a while there there comes along a player that, that changes things a little bit. Um, you know, the last time we saw it was in 2000 when Tiger Woods played at Pebble Beach and won by 15 shots over Ernie Els. Um, you know, Jack Nicklaus came along. In history, and Tiger did uh, it at the '97 won. Masters too. I mean, he set the yeah, scoring he record. He, that was also, of course. Yeah. But you know, Jack Nicklaus came along. He wins the U.S. Open in his in his first year, and uh, his rookie year. Um, you know, Arnold came along and and turned golf on its ear. And now you got Bryson DeChambeau who comes along, and he's he's changing his body. He's changing uh, what he's trying to do, and he's pushing the envelope to hit the ball even further. And, um, you know, like I, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to watch what he's, what he's been able to do, how far he's hitting the ball. And he didn't hit it the furthest all week last week. You know, uh, Dustin Johnson was number one at three thirty three point six, and Bryson DeChambeau was at two, three twenty five point six. So, uh, what, uh, <laughs> eight yard, eight yards shorter. Tony Finau was three twenty four point five. So he was one sh one yard behind Bryson. Rory McIlroy was at three twenty eight point one. So all these guys can hit it long, and they figured it out. Um, Matthew Wolf three thirty three point five. So they're going to hit it long. They're going to continue to hit it long, and uh, they're going to continue to be great players and and champions because they're figuring out how to change the game and and make it better and work for them better. I don't know if I want to gain 40 pounds 
to in, to get to that kind of distance, or if I want to do right. the little power uh, hitch uh, in my legs, uh, my lower body before I take it back. Well, he's gonna he's wants to put another fifteen on. <laughs> he does before he gets to Augusta, and he also is before gonna try out to a forty eight inch driver. And work on a 48-inch driver. <laughs> I'm just saying, Matt Wolf is little. You know, he's a skinny little guy, but maybe that little hitch he does, and the, you know, right before he takes it back, maybe that's the hitch of power. We're going to call that yeah. the hitch of power. Because he, uh, what, according to what the statistics you just read, he was out driving Big Bryson. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, and, and there were many times. Bryson carries the ball further, and it hits and it lands softer, the, the, what, what it looked like on the broadcast and watching how the ball reacted when it hit the fairway. Um, Matthew Wolf hits it on a little bit lower ball flight, doesn't carry it as long, but you see the ball take off and run past a Bryson DeChambeau drive. So we've had now about a week to process this. Uh-huh. There were a lot of comments, a lot of reaction that, uh, you know, the game of golf has become a video game. Uh, these these old classic golf courses like Wingfoot suddenly are irrelevant because Bryson was able to go shoot six under par. I, I think everybody tends to, this is a now reaction, immediate reaction type yes. com- world that we live in. So having had a few days now to process it, where do you stand? Are you appalled? Are you... Um, frightened are you any of those things around what bryson was able to do and the power which he exuded and and was able to get himself around that golf course and the deep penalizing rough that actually wasn't that penalizing to bryson yeah no i'm i'm not um i think it's i think it's fun i think it's interesting to watch how these guys hit and navigate around a golf course let's not forget in 1984 when they played the u.s open there fuzzy zoller and greg norman played off and fuzzy Zoll at four under par. So they were only two shots worse than where Bryson DeChambeau was. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it as a problem. Not right now. It's going to be interesting to see what the USGA does. If they're going to make the ball more spinny, um, if they're going to do something with equipment, it, it, it'll be interesting. Now you hear Tony Finau, uh, actually comments on that exact, scenario and i think what he has to say is pretty interesting and it's what we've been saying for a long time is that you know the long guys are still going to be long regardless of yes, how they short are. they are they'll still be longer than the shorter guys i mean that's that's just a matter of fact uh bryson DeChambeau with the uh, victory at six under par six clear of matt wolf at who came in at even par so at the end of the day after 21 players uh, opened at under par with under par scores red numbers there was one standing uh, when it was all said and done, uh, Louis Ustazen. I mean, that, that, how about Louis, man? The guy just checks yep. in suddenly at a major, and he factors. He competes. He contends. Um, it's it's really uncanny the way he does that. He checks in solo third at plus two. Harris English solo fourth at plus three. Harris English is a guy that uh, we haven't talked about a whole lot. Xander Schauffele. Many people expected that he was their favorite going in. You and I both on that bandwagon. Yep. Uh, checks in uh, at fifth, and then tied for sixth. You know, there's Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, going into it. And I think if I had two players, I was going to DJ and Shoffley. And, and those were the two guys. They finished 5-6. Uh, it's not like we completely whiffed on the pick, but mm-hmm. just goes to show you how difficult it is. I wouldn't have thought that Will Zalatoris off the Corn Ferry Tour would have shot the same score as the number one player and the hottest player on the planet and Dustin Johnson. But you know what? U.S. Open, it's a great equalizer and also shows you how good the guys are at the Corn Ferry Tour in any, any given week. Yep, and coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, tour with having success 
getting uh, an opportunity to um, work on that success, um, especially in a major championship. He played extremely well. Tony Finau plus six uh, is is along with the tight for eights. Justin Thomas also there at plus six. Webb Simpson there at plus six. Uh, Zach Johnson and also Rory McIlroy. And that rounds out the top ten. Um, that's a pretty good leaderboard. Really good leaderboard. Seeing all those guys up there at the top and 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 the best players in the world really rose to the situation. And and Webb Simpson was a guy we talked about. Look, Webb won at um, Olympic Club where your dad won, and also yep. won at yep. at uh, there at Wingfoot. And so we thought, you know, might you look at that kind of a player? And look, he was in there. You know, steady three rounds of seventy one and a seventy three to finish. So uh, you, you know, I also look at the way guys finished. Dustin Johnson with an even par seventy on Sunday. Um, Tony Finau was 71. Also, Will Zalatoris there with a 71. And those were the best scores outside of Bryson's 67. So yep. you're talking about, you know, you know th- those guys, that, that was some, some heck of good golf. Probably not getting a whole lot of credit for what they were able to do. Being there in contention. And, you know, Tony dropped to 71. I think he was tied for 16th-ish when he finished and rose right up into a top 10 as everybody else struggled down the stretch. started the day 22nd or 23rd. That's it. Uh, Justin Thomas opening with that 65 was not able to break par in any of the three final rounds. 73, 76, 72. A little surprising, but uh, he checks in, as you mentioned there, tied for eighth. Well, when we come back, Tony Finau, his insights about the U.S. Open next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state of the art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, as we recap the 120th U.S. Open. This segment is brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter at last week's U.S. Open Championship. And uh, if you're looking for a reason to go to odysseygolf.com, you can check out the new first run of the Toulon Design Small Batch. This is sweet. You got to check it out. It's uh, really, really cool at odysseygolf.com. Well, listen, Bob and I had an opportunity to be out at Alpine Country Club. We had a chance to participate and support the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament and uh, caught up with Tony after his round. As uh, promised, here's that conversation. All right, we're here at the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament at Alpine Country Club with the man himself, Tony Finau, right fresh off of the 120th U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I got to tell you, was it like, did it feel like a completely different game of just being out there with you could actually find your golf ball and, and um, play without all that rough today? Yeah, I'll tell you what, coming from uh, Wingfoot uh, over here to Alpine, uh, quite a different different golf course, different test, but I know it's so fun to be here. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys supporting our our foundation and just everybody that came out and, and supports the Tony Fina Foundation. It's quite a special year. We didn't know if we are going to have our event this year. You know, just I think a couple of months ago, you know, I, I just talked with our team and said, hey, what do you guys think about still having our event? And, and we just thought that, you know, it would bring some, uh, some cool vibes to our community. And I don't think there's ever a wrong time to, you know, to give back. So you know, we were able to pull it off this year, and thanks to everybody that came out. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Wingfoot. We talked yeah. about it on the practice tee earlier, yeah. and um, – he asked me if I had ever played it when my dad was alive and that kind of thing. You know, of course, my dad won there in 1959. But you said those final three holes are yeah. just, like, killer tough. Yeah. So talk to a little bit about that. Yeah, so 16, 17, and 18 at Wingsfoot, I think, are about as tough as it gets. You can't, you can't lose a golf ball there. I mean, unless you lose it in the rough. But there's no penalty shots there. Yeah. And you saw how many guys were, were making bogeys and doubles on those holes. Um, it's so demanding off the tee. It, number 16 is a dog leg left. And, the, and the, the fairway slopes left to right. Uh-huh. So you have to hit a ball that moves right to left. You have to. If you hit a straight ball or a ball that moves left to right, it's going through the fairway if it lands in the fairway. And the wind was down off the left every day. Mm. 17 is the, is, uh, is the same amount of slope on the fairway, left mm-hmm. to right, but it's a dogleg right. So you have to hit it in the left 8 to 10 yards of the fairway or else that's bouncing into that bunker. How, how, how long is 17? Uh, both holes are 17 is 520 par 4 16 is 505 and 18s 450 but it's a hard dog leg left with yeah. a green that's almost impossible to hit from the fairway so from the rough you have no chance so 
I mean, to finish on those three holes, you literally are just kind of buckling your seatbelt, and, and hopefully you just, you know, you get through somehow. So I was able to play those holes in even par, you know, the last day, and, and I just shot up the leaderboard doing that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's a heck of a test. It's, it's fair. You know, it's not like it's unfair, but you have to hit the shot that it, that it requires or you're going to be in trouble. So it was a heck of a test, you know, a great test of golf, and um, I don't think you can overstate how good a score that is for Bryson to win at six under. Um, he ran away from the field there on the back nine. It was his tournament. Um, it, it was just his time. You know, I think what he's been able to do with his game, his body, you know, obviously works for him. And um, he's really, I think, you know, turned, turned a lot of heads uh, to, in our game to distance being everything. Okay, I got to ask you. I didn't, wasn't going to get there yet, but since you brought Bryson up, yeah. there's a lot of discussion, right? I mean, Bryson has spent a long time trying to change his body, to change his game, to, to seek for distance. Yeah. You're, you're kind of interesting because you have more distance and you've actually spent all that time <laughs> dialing it back. Yeah. So talk to me about the, the dichotomy there, the two different schools of thought. Yeah, well, I, I came from hitting it really far, but really far offline as well. And, and so, uh, you know, I had to learn how to hone it in just to compete at a high level. Um, and now, you know, I'm thinking about going back, you know, now that I've kind of honed in my – I feel like my technique and my mechanics, I have the mechanics, I think the proper mechanics to now ramp it up. You know, I don't think I had good enough mechanics to to play at a high speed and, and compete. Um, but I think I do now. And I think for sure, you know, it makes someone like me think, you know, the way that they set up major championships, it favors the guys that hit it far because of how tight it is for everybody. Mm. I don't think anybody hit over 60% of fairways last week at the U.S. Open. That's very telling for for anyone so it basically just tells you whoever was hitting it the furthest in the rough was going to have the advantage because everybody was hitting it in the rough um if it's a 50 50 chance off the tee box yeah. uh, basically which, which which what it was which was what it was um for anybody to hit the fairway if you got a guy like zach johnson that's only hitting 50 percent of the fairways and i'm hitting 50 percent of the fairways i'm going to have a huge advantage just in the fact that i'm hitting it from 50 yards closer to him um from the rough so um the game has changed in, in a sense where um, Bryson makes you think about uh, really the farther you hit it and, and as long as you can control it to a certain extent and give yourself an angle, um, you're going to be able to contend in some of these majors. Because you get loft. Loft is your friend at that point, right? Well, loft is your friend and speed is always your friend. I think most yeah. people talk about the distance aspect of it off the tee, but if I can swing faster than the next guy, that means I'm hitting less club from the fairway, even if we're the same yardage. Or um, I, can, I can advance the ball further out of the rough because I can create more speed out of there. You know, I saw a lot of guys chipping out last week. I, sat, I had some horrendous lies um, at Wingfoot last week, but I never chipped out. Mm. I was still strong enough to hit a ball 180, 190 yards and advance it mm. that far with the most worst lies I had. But that, that's what speed does. You know, that, that's not really technique or anything. That's what, you know, brute strength and speed does. And so I do think that there's, um, there's some – element to that that I can continue to incorporate in my game and just keep just kind of wrapping it up sorry Bob just following up okay. what's the longest club you were able to hit out of there like lowest loft I guess um I mean could you hit four irons out of there did you ever try hitting any hybrids you probably hit it far enough if you didn't need to do that but yeah six six iron was kind of the club yeah. that where I felt like if it was a really really bad lie that was the, okay. the you know lowest amount of loft I'd be able to get out of there and still gouge it out to a certain distance um but I yeah you know luckily for me I didn't really have too many of those, even on those really long par fours, you know, I was, I was hitting my drive long enough to where, you know, I was only 170, 180 the front where I could chase an eight or a nine iron kind of right up to the front edge. And, um, and that's where kind of, I love wing foot, the way they set the golf course up just in that. And, and the course design, there was no bunkers ever guarding any, any right. green. 
So you could always run a ball up to the green. Right. And I think that's a great way uh, – that's just a great you know, architect way to set up a golf course. Yeah. So how does the USGA go or, – or even the tour or even major championships, how do they go out, go out and, with the setup, kind of negate that whole situation that gives the advantage so much to the guy that hits it so far? I, you know, to me, it's almost, it's almost, yeah, it's almost, well, it's almost like you, the way where, the way that you, I think you, I think what you're asking is how do they set it up just almost more fair for everybody yes. to contend? Yeah. Yeah. They have to widen the fairways for the guys that are mm-hmm. flying at 280. Right. If it's, it's just, it's just as narrow, if not more narrow at 280 than it is at 315. Right. Then the advantage of the, is to the guys that are at 315. Right. Just. I feel like widening the fairway is about 15, 20 yards to make us think that, oh, we're going to have an 80% higher likely likability to hit this fairway with a three iron here right. than I am to just smash my driver up further up. So at least that's how I, that's how I look at it or will interpret that question. Um, but length is a, is a big advantage uh, no matter what. And I think there's not going to be enough talk about still putting the golf ball in the hole. You know, you could hit it. You know where Bryson hit it all day, all day. But if if you're still not gouging it out into the greens and making a bunch of putts, you're not going to shoot the number that he did. So you know he he scored his golf ball the way he needed to, and and six under six under par at, at uh, Wingfoot through four rounds in those conditions, that wind, and to finish his first major is is really impressive. Is there an, Tony Finau joining us here from the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament? Is it, do you buy into the notion that players today? are better than players of the past or is it simply just a different in physical maybe physical uh makeup that, uh, from golfers in the past because that's kind of been an interesting discussion this week as we've seen yeah. some of the old scores from from back in the day be yeah. such higher than yeah. what we saw this week yeah i think you have to believe in evolution in sports and what i mean by that is just athletes in every sport i believe get bigger faster stronger and smarter i feel like um i think there are you, if you are a great during your time, I think you're going to be a great in any era um, because that speaks to, I think, kind of the personalities more and, right. and what it takes to win, like, like your dad, right, yeah. like Billy. Yeah. He would be great, great in any era. There's, you know, his, game, his game would translate because he's a winner. There's, you can't take that away from anybody, but I do, you have to believe in evolution. Not only the equipment is better for us, but I think that the coaching, like there's actual – such thing as being a, like a golf coach now. Yeah. There's a such thing as being a trainer. There's a such thing as being a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and all those things, you know, and, and that plays, you know, we're playing for a lot of money these days to where we have the luxury to handpick these guys that we want to be part of our team. If you, if you see Bryce in practice, he's with five, six guys every time he practice. You know, I played practice rounds with him, and then I played with him in the first two rounds at Wingfoot last week. Uh, you know, it's pretty crazy, really, how many people, he, you know, he has around him. But that's what keeps it simple for him. You know, obviously, it's simple enough for him to compete at a high level. But I do believe in, in evolution in sports. Um, I have, you know, I have a hard time just thinking that guys that are dominating our game now wouldn't, be, wouldn't have dominated the game back in the day. Yeah. Um, just, just from sheer athleticism and, um, and, and the skill levels, you know. I, but great players from any era, I think, would be great in, in any era. Um, to you know to not trample down on the guys that have come before us um but the game is has i think moved to um an area where they're just i think are are more 
skilled players, I think, than, than there's ever been. Do you think it's too easy, or is this distance thing a problem in your mind? <laughs> oh, heck, heck no. <laughs> if, you, if you ever ask me anything about easy in golf, I just feel like those two words should never, should never coexist. So um, I, think, I think distance is, is a huge advantage, and I'll, I'll never, you can never overstate how, mm-hmm. how much of an advantage it is. Tiger started all that, I think, you know, and even when Jack dominated, he yep. was the longest. Um, Tiger came on and took that to a whole other level, hitting it 30 yards further than the next guy and then just being better than everybody else at everything else. Um, and now you kind of see that with somebody like Bryson where he says, I'm going to hit it further than everybody else now and see how that goes for me. Yeah. And, and here he has, you know, he has his first major. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, Bryson hasn't performed particularly well for someone of his um, skill level, I feel like, for the last few years in major championships and then in big events. You know, if we go back to the Ryder Cup, we go to the President's Cup. He doesn't have a great record um, at all, but I think his thinking was, I'm going to play better in the big tournaments if I, if I get longer. Mm, yeah. and, and, and I think that's what kind of his, his whole deal was, you know, and why he wanted to get better um, as a player, and that's where his advantage was going to be. And it's proving to be a huge advantage now. And, and that's why I think everybody's thinking about it. But I don't, drawing the ball back I don't think is the right, is the right way to think about it. Um, I think, you know, there's so many great athletes that play now. A lot of us that can swing with a lot, a lot of club head speed. Um, and we would only have more of an advantage if we went back to a right. of ball. I would hit it further past the guys that hit it shorter, and they would just be further away from me uh, with a of ball. So I don't think that, the, you know, I, I think if you make the driver's size, like 300cc is like the absolute max, and the sweet spot has to be smaller because they test our drivers, you know, every, every week, you know, it's like every other week I'm, my driver's getting tested for, you know, yeah. like trampoline face because yeah. I'm one of the longer guys out there and almost all of us are getting the same testing. They need a test for sweet spot. You know, we shouldn't be able to hit it on the toe and st- have the ball still go straight or hit it on the heel and have the ball still go straight. You know, I think the golf balls we can use to our advantage, but the technology that we use to hit the ball, the sweet spot needs to be smaller. I feel like to that's, that's the first place I feel like they, they should go outside of the golf ball. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. The rest of our conversation from the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament with Tony himself next right here on Real Golf Radio. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyper acuity. 
What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you as we continue now our conversation with Tony Finau. This was Tuesday at Alpine Country Club in Utah for the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament. Great conversation. Spent 20 minutes with Tony after the event. Really appreciate him taking some time. And we continue now, Bob, with uh, your next question. How does like flight scope and track man and all that kind of thing, how do you equate that into your game to help you maximize and improve yeah. uh, with that type of technology? Yeah, it's huge. You know, I started using the uh, Foresight Sports thing just like it's the same thing as TrackMan uh, about six months ago, just right during quarantine. And it was huge. It, it taught me a lot about my body. Like when I swing my driver and it's 55 degrees outside, I kind of just had a sense of what club, maybe it goes a club further. But I, I pretty much know exactly, depending on the condition, mm-hmm. how far and how, you know, how much the, the weather is taking off my golf ball or adding to my golf ball just by hitting three or four golf balls on the machine. So that's kind of what I, more of what I use it for. And then it it tells me how I'm swinging. You know, I I learned how to use the the spin. Um, I like using it with my wedges to hit, to control my yardages. And a lot of times I'll, yes, I'll only do, I'll only do distance on it. You know, a lot of times when I'm a little off, I'll just get on there on the range and I'll say, I'm going to hit a pitching wedge 130 yards and hit it left to right. And I'll try and hit that shot and I'll read it and it'll tell me it went 130. 37 or 132 or whatever the case and I can kind of hone in my distance control from there so I think these devices that have come out are huge and part of why you're seeing so many great players these days is because we're all taking advantage of that 
Seven top tens. Tony Fino joining us here. Seven top tens in the last ten majors. Um, do you take that as a positive? Do you take that as any negative, like any pressure mounting, like, hey, I'm close, but I'm not breaking through with a win? Or does it just, is it just an example of how good your game is right now consistently? Yeah, I think a little bit of everything. You know, I think uh, I, I'm definitely an optimist. You know, I always, I always look at the positive, and I always um, have been that way. I always feel like there's a silver lining in there. As, as you know, in this game, you're, you're going to lose a lot more times than you win. Um, but I, I do feel like some special things are in store just the more experience I get. You know, I've, my game has come a long way, um, and I've done it a lot of different ways, and that, that gives me confidence just in that, you know, my swing has changed quite a bit from the time I first got on tour. Um, but always, obviously the results haven't really changed, so it tells me a lot that um, I can do it a lot of different ways and still get it done and still contend at a high level. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to keep knocking, and I know the door will eventually come down, and, um, and I have, you have to have that type of confidence, I feel like, if you're going to uh, be anybody in this game. And I know, you know, obviously there's things I have to continue to work on if I'm going to keep climbing that mountain. Um, but it's a challenge that, I, that I'm up for, and, um, you know, I'll, I'll, never, I'll never, never stop fighting. And, uh, and keep putting my, giving myself a chance because you just never know when, you, when your time is going to come. I kind of chuckle a little bit when they throw that stat out there. Yeah. Hey, well, Tony's had this many major, you know, top tens without, in a major without win. Well, you know, you put yourself there, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and yeah. you know, if you put yourself there, sure, yeah. you're, you're in contention, but you're opening yourself up to, you know, I guess uh, Monday morning quarterbacking and things like that. Yeah. But bottom line is you wouldn't be in that discussion if you weren't putting yourself there, huh? Yeah, 100%. And I think that's how I have to look at it. And a lot of times I'm in contention when I'm not even playing literally you know any anything where I feel like I'm you know capable of and I just by sheer will I can you know will myself into playing good and that seems to be the case half the time that I've had those some of those top tens um you know last week was I think a good example I feel like I was I was hitting it good I wasn't hitting it great I feel like I was putting it good I wasn't putting it great and somehow I still found you know found a way to post some decent scores and um and post you know a top 10 in a major championship you know I think it speaks to um, you know, a lot of the work that I've, I've put in throughout my career. And, um, you know, I, I have to continue to look on the positive side because I, I, just, I just know I'm a lot better now than I've ever been. Um, and so, you know, there's not a lot for me to hang my hat on. You know, if I continue to, you know, think about winning this and winning that, you know, it'll, it'll kill me and it'll kill my career. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I continue to try and look at it uh, in, a, in a good space. I know there's always going to be things to work on, whether I'm, whether I'm winning or not. And that's the great thing about this game. There's always a challenge in front of you. You know, when I knock off the next win, it's like, you know, and then when, when I'm going to get my third one and yeah. then when am I going to get a major and yeah. when I get my first major was, can he win multiple majors? And there's always questions I feel yeah. behind uh, anything that you do. So I'm starting to learn that and, and just trying to take it a day at a time and, and keep learning. You know, you're talking about top tens. That's how, that's how guys made it on the Ryder Cup team when my yeah. dad played. Yeah. You got points for top tens and that was it. Yeah. That was all. So top tens are great. Yeah. I love top tens. Yeah. But um, going forward, this has been a screwy year with the schedule. Yeah. Um, you've got the CJ Cup, and you've got, um, you got the WGC event that's moving to Sherwood and, and uh, Vegas. Um, what are you going to play going forward? You've got the Masters coming yeah, in November know, and yeah. then again in April. Yeah. You know? yeah I'm, really, I'm really excited for the schedule coming up, especially for, to, play, you know, to have the next two majors be Augusta National, one of my favorite courses, if not my favorite golf course of all time. Um, I contended there, you know, last year, and I look forward to getting back there. But I'm going to take a couple weeks off. I have uh, I'll play the Shriners, and then I'll play the CJ Cup, which they moved to to Vegas, and then I'll play uh, Sherwood Country Club for Zozo. So I'll play those three in a row, um, take a couple weeks off, and then uh, probably Augusta. Yeah. So 
Um, I'm thinking about maybe adding Houston before Augusta just to get a, a kind of a tune-up before Augusta, but it'll just depend on how I feel what after those. Tiger's event? Tiger's event. Yeah, he, he's... I think it's in the air right now. He hasn't. Oh, okay. he, hasn't he doesn't know. For yeah, sure he doesn't know. For sure. yeah. yeah, if if he has it, then I'll probably. Yeah, I'll probably do it. You know, being one of the top eighteen players in the world, I have the luxury of yeah. adding that one if I want to. Um, but as of right now, he, he it's not a sure thing. So right. if he were to add it, I'd probably I'd probably do it because it's a it's a fun event and and one that I'd like to win as well. Yeah. Hey Tony, uh, thanks for having us out here today for your foundation. You guys have done some amazing stuff. Some of the billboards or the signs that you had out there, the number of uh, meals that you provided for underprivileged kids during this COVID time. Yeah. Uh, just kind of talk a little bit about your foundation and, and exactly you know some of those those stats and things you've been able to accomplish this year. Yeah, I thought it was a huge, a huge deal for us, you know, and for me to, to be part of a charity and a foundation during COVID. I, you know, as soon as COVID hit, you know, one of my first thoughts were, how can my, what can my foundation do to help, you know, in, in any capacity here in my community? And, and so as we looked around and, and kind of reached out to different organizations, uh, there was this organization for the kids where they provide meals for a lot of the kids that, you know, in the inner city that need it, you know, that are, are going to go without and and so we decided to, to team up with them during covid and we were able to provide over 180 you know almost 186,000 meals um you know feed thousands of families throughout covid which i think is uh, is a huge deal and and that was just all part of of people that were here today you know the the donations that we get from our tournament today you know this is our biggest uh our foundation pro am is our biggest uh donation tournament uh, of the year so to be able to just get the support, you know, that's how we get the funds to support these type of programs and support all these kids. So uh, to just have the privilege and opportunity to, to give back to my community and, um, you know, during COVID especially, I thought that was, you know, super important. So everybody that's been involved in, in my foundation um, has helped with that. Um, so I, I can't take, you know, I can't take all the credit for that and not even close. But to have, an, you know, to have a foundation um, and in a time where I feel like you know, uh, our community needed it, I think it's been great. Pretty good golf community here in Utah, too, huh? Oh, it's great. Great contingent. And I feel <laughs> it. I, I've got a lot of support here in Utah, and, and I love it. Right. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for your time. And, again, well done. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right, that was Tony Finau joining us from the Tony Finau Foundation Golf Tournament at Alpine Country Club in Highland, Utah, where he's an honorary member. And we love having Tony out there. And comes out and practices and uh, works on his game and uh, we we uh, love the opportunity to host his tournament there at Alpine and I'll tell you Bob you know just there at the end talking about the foundation mm-hmm. 186,000 meals that they were able to provide for underprivileged children during this COVID time it's fantastic stuff what golfers have been able to do and what they choose to do with the uh, you know the the fortune that comes along with their yeah. great play and I know your family and your dad's been involved in that for a long time yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to my, my dad's foundation is Billy's Kids, the Billy Casper Youth Foundation. And I was talking to the people on the 8T that Tony was talking about um, providing meals for. And that's the perfect type of a, a situation that that would work for my dad's foundation. But but the really cool thing is, is that they provide these this food um, drop it off at the schools and these kids are able to take it home for the weekend for their families and for themselves. Um, and, uh, and it's really cool that Tony's been able to provide that. And we, we're going to, we're going to try and work something out where we can do that with my dad's foundation as well. That's super cool. Well done. You know, he hit a lot of things, uh, in that interview and we're going to have to take some time on uh, the back nine hour number two to continue the conversation. 
But, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about his top tens and majors. But let's yeah. go right to the distance debate. Um, mm-hmm. he, that, that's a big topic this week, obviously, with what Bryson did last week. And, you know, he says, by the way, he's looking to maybe extend his game back out. That he was a little too wild and erratic yeah. when he first came out with that distance. And so he dialed it into where he could compete at the highest level with, uh, with, a, with shorter distances. But now he feels like he's got that in control. Now yes. he wants to go ahead and lengthen it back out. What do you think of the strategy? Because it's sometimes, and we've seen guys chase distance. Is this different where he already has it in his back pocket? He's just going to now choose to unleash it? Yeah, I think that's that's the case exactly. He's already got it in his back pocket. He can he can uh, he can get comfortable with swinging hard at it again, um, and and being able to keep it, um, you know, it, consistency with it. And and so that just takes some time. Uh, Boyd was also talking about a couple of things. You know, your your standard swing, your competitive. Um, go at it, swing, and you're really kind of off the charts, swing it as fast as you can. So uh, I think I think by by working through that, Boyd Summerhays, his coach, is going to help him uh, figure that out and get more distance. He also talked about the fact that hey, golf is not easy. No, despite having a distance advantage, and he also uh, explained how distance is a skill. It's a talent. It's something that yes. you, uh, sure, you have some innate physical gifts. But you have to develop that. In his point, he has more physical gifts than he was able to utilize in his golf game because he wanted to be more consistent. So he's dialed that back. Now he's looking to maybe elongate that out. He also talked about adjusting the fairways and minimizing the sweet spot. I want to get your take on that. We're up against it for this segment. When we come back, I want to mention that widening the fairways, making it more accessible to everyone, and then tightening that sweet spot. We'll do it next as we wrap up hour number one right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Alright, welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you here. Thanks so much for joining us as we look back on the 120th playing of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Congrats to Bryson DeChambeau. What a performance and we'll continue to talk about him. Also, really appreciate Tony Finau spending some time with us. A nice 20 minutes. Very generous of him to talk with us through some of the, um, you know, main storylines coming out of Wingfoot yeah. and uh, the topics. And, and one of those, Bob, was, was really interesting. The whole distance debate. How about his idea of widening the fairways? You know, it, you think about the USGA and what they're trying to do. Hey, you know what? We're going to narrow these fairways in. And we're going to make guys think about hitting driver because they do not want to come out of this rough. Well, according to Tony, it worked. They did not want to yeah. come out of the rough, but they also realized that they weren't going to hit fairway as narrow as those suckers were. They weren't going to hit fairway with anything. And so they decided, look, I, my only chance is to try to get the most lofted club into these greens. And so that brings the driver back into play. And Tony says, look, Correct. widen that thing out and make it, make it appealing to lay up. Yeah. So widen it out for the shorter hitters. You know, the guys that hit it 280 to – maybe 300 yards and then narrow it down for the longer hitters. And then what, what that does is they, they go, okay, wait a second. Should I do something to get the ball in the fairway? So I've got a better chance to, to get the ball close, closer to the flag. Um, And by doing that, it kind of equals things out the way they had it with those narrow fairways, only 50 to 55% of the guys, um, guys were, were driving the fairway and, and, and and hit it in the fairway. And so all those short hitters were going out of the rough with a longer club. So that's why the guys hit the long hitters went ahead and drove the ball and tried to, even if it went in the rough. Yeah. I mean, Troy Merritt, you know, is not a long hitter. We talked to him last week after his second round and he's like, you know, it's, you know, he was coming out of there with some, yep. some serious, you know, I mean, if Tony's, if Tony only felt like six iron, was the longest club he could hit and advance right. it effectively out of the rough with a guy that tall and strong and that much leverage. You know, what, what are some of these other guys doing? I mean, they certainly, yeah. now if they're hitting six iron, they're already two clubs shorter than Tony. So yeah. now essentially they're coming out of that with, with an eight iron, Tony's eight yeah. iron distance, right? Yep. So that, that's the thing that's interesting. Anyway, we'll talk more about this. We'll get into it uh, as we continue here. The back nine is next. Caddy joins us and much more as we recap the 120th U.S. Open right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. 
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg lying in state at the U.S. Capitol, the first woman and the first Jewish person to lie in state at the Capitol. The veteran liberal justice died a week ago today after a long fight with cancer. Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt was a close friend of Ginsburg's. In the chambers of Justice Ginsburg hangs a framed piece of art that reads, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof. Justice, justice, you must pursue. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and running mate Kamala Harris were also on hand. Ginsburg will be buried in a private ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery next week. They started lower, but stocks have turned around on Wall Street. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've always taken care of myself. I always cook my own food. I just was losing steam, which is very unusual for me. And I said, you know what? A lot of our foods, they don't have the nutrients they did 100 years ago. So I took a chance with Balance of Nature, and I see a difference. Before I took Balance of Nature, by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I found myself napping. Well, that's not happening anymore. I finally found something that's the real deal. And I'm just very happy with Balance of Nature. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. FBI Director Chris Ray testifying to lawmakers that the Bureau is focused on preserving the integrity of U.S. elections. But Ray said the FBI has not seen historically any kind of coordinated national fraud effort in a major election, whether by mail or otherwise. This morning, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows had this to say about Ray's comments. Well, with all due respect to Director Ray, he has a hard time finding emails in, in his own FBI, uh, let alone uh, figuring out whether there's any kind of voter fraud. This is a very different case. The rules are being changed. He spoke on CBS this morning, reiterating President Trump's concerns that mostly mail-in ballots would amount to a fraudulent election. Some 70 World War II aircraft will take to the skies above the Washington Mall today, the event meant to mark the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II. And this is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Former President Barack Obama stepping up to support the Democratic ticket as he's scheduled to join Kamala Harris for two virtual fundraisers next Friday. It'll be their first event since she became Joe Biden's running mate. The two holding a similar fundraiser over the summer. Anyone will be able to join for a donation of just $1. 
Florida prosecutors have dropped charges against New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. The 79-year-old had been accused of soliciting prostitution at a day spa in Florida in January of 2019. So what about the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration this year? In the face of the continued pandemic, well, as you might imagine, it's heading online, according to Tim Tompkins of the Times Square Alliance, who says the ball drop is still very important. Of course, these are very different times, but we knew that it would be completely inappropriate to have huge huge crowds in Times Square, not to mention the fact that neither the mayor or the governor would allow it properly. But we said it's also very important. We're all going to want to say goodbye to 2020. Tompkins says only a very small group of people will be at the scaled-back celebration in person. The owner of One Times Square, where the ball actually drops, created an app so people can enjoy the virtual experience. You can enjoy us in a virtual sense online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, looking back at the 120th. U.S. Open Championship at Wingfoot, and there was no doubt, Bryson DeChambeau, 67, the only round under par in the final round as he bested the field by an average of eight shots. We'll continue talking about that. Uh, we appreciate Tony Finau, who spent some time with us in hour number one. He uh, finished in a tie for eight, the 71, the third best score on Sunday's final round, and uh, good stuff out of Tony. We'll talk about his comments, and uh, if you missed any part of the show, follow us on Twitter, at RealGolf, where we post all of our segments and interviews. You can also find us where podcasts are found or online at RealGolfRadio.com. Still to come, America's favorite caddy. He'll weigh in on what we witnessed at Wingfoot and get his take on the continued distance debate. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, though, hats off as he joins Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods as the only players to have won the NCAA individual, the U.S. Amateur, and the U.S. Open. And then, you know, you got guys jumping in there as well. Louis Ustays and Harris English, Xander Schauffele rounding out the top five. Um, really good leaderboard. I, yeah. I, I thought the event was, was – I thought Wingfoot held up its end of the bargain, Bob. Mm-hmm. I did feel like with Bryson's 
domination there on Sunday and the separation on the back nine, yeah. it did get a little boring. I'm not going to be honest. I kind of started to lose a little. It was a foregone conclusion. There wasn't a whole lot of drama left to be played out. It looked like Bryson was on cruise control, unlike Phil, that final round in 06 where he just kind of were on pins and needles wondering what might happen. Yeah. Uh, it was seemed like it was pretty much a done deal. Well, I, I think kind of along with along that line, you know, Matthew Wolf and Bryson DeChambeau were in the final group and they both made eagle on the ninth hole. And um, that was that was exciting for me to see that happen and, and that there was only maybe a shot in between them and that kind of thing. But w- the back nine is, was is Bryson going to fold? Is Matthew Wolf going to going to step up? And it and it kind of went the opposite direction with Bryson shooting 67 and three under par. 30 rounds under par during the tournament, and Bryson DeChambeau had 10% of them. He shot three of them mm. out of his four. That's a nice little juicy stat there. Yeah. You know, I, I listed out some things that uh, I, I took away. We can talk about that. But one of them, Bob, is I just wish he was more ex- fun to watch. That was the word, not exciting. I wish he was for, more fun to watch. Bryson is, I don't know. I, I want to get your take on it. But, man, he, he doesn't play very fast. He's constantly figuring stuff out yeah. and just isn't quite doesn't quite have that same flair that some of the other great players have. But nonetheless, a tip of the cap and well-played, a world-class dominating performance and win by Bryson DeChambeau. We'll hit more of it next right here on Real Golf Radio. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver a an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment-enhancing triple-track technology, so you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer, that number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fakes, a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge to design faces for the number one irons of golf. So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Beum! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of player. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer... It's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway. 
the number one irons in golf. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Trotta, unlike anything you've experienced before. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back, Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Chrome Soft, all new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. This ball changes everything. Chrome Soft takes tour performance to another level. Callaway's re-engineered every aspect and every element of the ball for more speed off the tee, longer distance off every club in the bag. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we continue now looking back at the 120th U.S. Open. I think maybe we pause just for a moment to mourn the fact that we're not watching the Ryder Cup this weekend. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's kind of a bummer. But I think it's in the best interest of the cup and the matches, especially with not being able to have fans there. Like we've seen with golf all the way along the Ryder cup is not the Ryder cup without fans. I agree. And I don't want to take it, but I think it's a major bummer, not kind of a Mm -hmm. bummer. I think it's a major, bummer. I think you and I are in in agreement. Our two favorite sporting events and golf events are the masters and the Ryder cup. And we love both of them. There's a, uh, there's a bit of tradition, uh, history competition, and uh, I, you know, in in the words of the or in the in the terms of the Ryder Cup, yeah, I love the the you know patriotic nature of it all. You know, representing the country and adding that element is unique and fun. And that would be again without fans, I just don't know that it takes on that same yeah verbato or or that's the same aura. Certainly, atmosphere yes. would be would be missing entirely. I agree with you. Steve Stricker um, was on a um, interview on the Golf Channel this week, and he said that it would have been extremely difficult to play the Ryder Cup right after um, the U.S. Open. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. He said it would be would have been tough. But I'm looking at the Ryder Cup standings right now. Um, they've changed the selection because of all of this and and the limited number of tournaments that they were able to play. After, you know, after the COVID break and that kind of thing, Dustin Johnson's one, Colin Morikawa with two, Brooks Kepka three, Justin Thomas four, Webb Simpson five, and Bryson DeChambeau is number six. So those are the top six currently, and that will keep, that will keep going. Xander Shoffley is seven, Patrick Reed eight, Daniel Berger nine, Tony Finau 10, Gary Woodland 11, and Kevin Kisner is 12 with Tiger Woods at 13. Uh, yeah, and Tiger Woods. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Tiger's kind of been up and down. We'll see. I I can't see a situation where he needs Stricker to play lead. more. He does. He does need to play more. But I can't see yep. a situation where Stricker doesn't put Tiger on that team. Yeah. Either that. Either by either playing or he has him as a vice captain. Uh, I mean, the vice captain's a given. I think you got to put him on the team to play. But okay, we'll see what happens. We got a year to figure yep. it out, right? I mean, I assume yes, we'll see we some do. better stuff out of Tiger. If we don't, well, then it makes it a little bit easier, and Tiger probably bows out. My guess is Tiger makes that decision, not Stricker. I don't want to take anything away from his captaincy, but Tiger's the one that decides whether or not he's going to play. I think Stricker yeah, says, think, hey, hey, yeah, Stric- like you said, I think Stricker leaves it up to him. 
That's it. Hey, Strick's like, hey, 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 LT Gray, you're on. Let me know if you don't want to be. All right, here's my uh, U.S. Open takeaways. One, Wingfoot is still a tough, great golf course. Bryson put on a world-class performance. Golf doesn't like different. Bryson won't play this good every week or every major. There's going to be others who find creative, unique ways to win, and I just wish you were more fun to watch. Those are my takeaways. There's a lot of other things that we could be that could be discussed, but... Let's look at the golf uh, doesn't like different. I mean, yeah. look, look at it. When Tiger came out in 97, it was different. The way he played was different. Um, a little bit, but it, traditional. Well, it was different in the sense that he comes out and says, I'm teeing it up to win, and Curtis Strange Hello chuckles world. at him. Yeah. Well, he chuckles yeah. at him. He's like, you'll learn. Yeah. No, we, no, yeah. we learned. And so I think that's the whole point is Bryson is you know, kind of being chuckled at for all the things that he's done and you know, basically – we're learning that what he's doing is effective in winning major golf tournaments, you know? And so others are going to look at this and they're going to find these unique creative ways to do it. And golf will push back on it until it becomes somewhat normal. I mean, look at golf sandals. Those were different for a while. Now everybody loves them. Yeah. No, so they don't. In I'm majors, kidding, Bob. Bryson DeChambeau um, has only had two top tens. He's had a fourth at the PGA this year and he's had a win at the U.S. Open this year. Until that point, he has never had a top 10. He's only he, he's finished outside the top 20. So as far as different is concerned, Tiger did it with a, with a golf game in a traditional way. Bryson is doing it in a very unusual way. All of his irons are the same length. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's put on a, a ton of weight. He's put on 40 pounds of muscle this year, and he's trying to put on another 15 before the Masters. He's maybe even going to go to a 48-inch driver before Augusta. So he's doing things a little bit different, swing a little bit different as well. But for the most part, he's able to get it done. That's the thing about golf. Golf is individual. It's, it's how you perform. Matthew, Matthew Wolf is the same thing with that little hitch and, and bringing the club up quick and then dropping it down to the inside. It's different. It's unusual. But – they're able to perform with that, and it's a great thing for them because they're playing well. If Bryson needs to add 15 prior to the Masters, he could just hang out in the media center with us for the week, and uh, <laughs> pretty sure we could we could take care of that in just a few days. Um, but but uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I we talked about this in hour number one. My my take on it is I, I want to step back and appreciate what Bryson did. My my last takeaway there that I mentioned is I wish he was more fun to watch. Bryson just yeah. doesn't necessarily endear himself to the fan base. He's not he's he's not really as likable as some of the other players, right? And I, I think if if you had another player that had done what Bryson did, we'd all be celebrating this amazing feat. Look, he shot three yeah. rounds in red figures yeah. at Wingfoot. He didn't break par. He didn't shoot over par. His worst round was even. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, I mean that—that's tremendous. A two seventy-four, fantastic. And I think we, rather than be uh, worried or angered or disturbed by what he was able to do, I'm impressed with what he was able to do. I don't think we have a problem. I think we just need to understand that athletes are getting better and better, and it's just going to be more and more fun to watch what these guys can do. So uh, that—that's my takeaway. We'll get the caddy's take. He joins us coming up next. And um, he's always opinionated. I'm sure he'll have some insights on this as well. So, Caddy joins us next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you, looking back at the 120th U.S. Open and excited to get the insight and opinion from our next guest who joins us on a weekly basis. He is passionate about Wingfoot, the USGA, and uh, this is going to be a fun discussion as we welcome in America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. 
Yeah, Caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, good morning. How are you, sir? You think bag rats are offended by the fact that we keep referring to bag rats every time we do the intro? Does anyone actually know. refer to themselves as a bag rat? That would be the question. Or identify as a know. bag rat. That's a good that's a good question. I like I, I don't even know if the term exists outside of the show intro. But it's uh <laughs> it has I I you know, it's, it seems to have value. So. Everything has value, so, Kenny. Just depends on how you make of it. So let so let me ask you this. <clears throat> Was is Wingfoot just too easy now? <laughs> Yeah, compared to 1984, it was tougher if you go by scores. Well, 84 um, was minus one, or minus four, sorry. Uh, weren't there better scores in 84, though, going into yeah, Sunday, for total. example? And there's like five or six guys under par going to Sunday. I, yeah, well, so the answer would be is no. If you don't believe me, go play it and see what happens. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. It, it just seems like the typical, you know, overreaction has been taking place this week because this Bryson DeChambeau shot little. 67 and, yeah, finished six under par and seemed to demoralize what is supposed to be the hardest test of the U.S. Open by hitting out of the rough like it's nothing. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely do something about his putter because that's probably what won him the tournament. Uh, Rory McIlroy drove it straighter and longer than Bryson DeChambeau. So clearly it wasn't Bryson's driving that did it for him. It's that 48-inch putter he's working on? Well, it had to be something else because Rory kicked his butt off the D basically yeah. all week. And and so, I mean, this is according to stats from, from the Golf Channel I heard, uh, which I assume are probably pretty accurate, accurately yeah. portrayed. The, uh, the idea that uh, Rory was 23rd in driving accuracy when he won Congressional and took it apart. And Bryson was 23rd, or maybe it was 26, both of them. They, they were both the same in driving accuracy against the field. Identical in those two events. And mm-hmm. I don't remember us saying that the game was in serious trouble because of what Rory did at Congressional. You know, Rory shot a low score at Congressional largely because weather conditions created a tsunami of perfect ideal scoring conditions at that U.S. Open. But uh, anyway, so I, I, yeah, look, um, I had an interesting conversation with a, uh, a champions tour player who has won a U.S. Open and isn't a long hitter, may have had some recent success on the champions tour, Otherwise, we'll go unnamed. Okay. You've all figured out who it is by now. And um, he he had the same idea I did. And here's when it refers to the long driving at all. Here's what it is. If you are an average of, say, 200, 190, 200 yards out to approach a par four, and the long hitter is 30 yards past you, which means he's 170. If you put both of those guys in U.S. Open rough at those distances, Mm -hmm. the guy who's coming in from further back has a good chance to beat the guy who's coming in from 170 out of the rough. But if you all of a sudden give both those guys 30 or more yards, and now the short guy is 170 in the rough, and the long guy's 140 in the rough, now 
the guy who's 140 in the rough is always going to win because he can hit a wedge out and knock it on the green. You can't hit a six iron out of that U.S. Open rough and knock it on the green a lot of the time or even much of the time. Unless you're Tony Fina, of course. (laughs) You can knock a – no, not even if you're Tony Fina, you can't. Well, that's what he told us. He told us he hit six iron. That was the longest club he hit out of the rough. Well, yeah, that didn't mean he was successful with it. Yeah. He attempted to hit it, but he's like, I can tell you, I doubt he'd be very successful with it. But with a wedge nine iron, oh, yeah. Yeah, Gouge it on, you know, chunk chunk it out, let it run up there. We saw many examples of that from many players, not just Bryson. Tony Tony also said it's, it's based on speed. If you can generate enough speed with your with your swing, um, no first of all, you're going to hit it further. But second of all, um, hitting it out of the rough, you generate more speed. You're able to you're able to hit the ball out of out of the rough Absolutely. with with a seven iron or under. So you have you have two factors here. You have that I'm seeing as, as kind of just just not really addressing the whole you know how is the U.S. Open and all this issue. I think it was great. I thought the course yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, if, if, to, to, to really, really nitpick, I would have liked to have seen it a little firmer on Thursday, but it was awesome on the weekend. I thought, mm-hmm. um, I think I played just fair and tough and et cetera. But, but just going back to just this distance question. So what you have that's different versus say 1990, um, would be add 30 yards to everybody. Now you have guys hitting uh, more guys hitting <clears throat> wedges and short irons out of rough, which they can do even out of thick rough. You, they, that didn't happen as much. In fact, it really didn't happen in 1990. And then add in another component, which was um, there are very likely be hard to argue that there just aren't more guys like Tony said now physically who are stronger and faster than there were yes. in 1990. Yes. Just, that's just the reality. So you have a better, you have a, a larger number of stronger, faster athletes who can do this versus 1990. Now you can certainly go, where, where's this extra 30 yards coming from? Is it from the athleticism alone? Probably not because Bob, there were plenty, there were there were guys you can think of who were definitely athletic and fast as you can go when back when you and I were in our early twenties. Um, remember John Slaughter from Houston? Oh yeah. I mean, how strong and fat that guy's five ten one seventy, and could just move a ball like you couldn't believe. But back then, the equipment probably didn't allow you to go as hard as you possibly can at it and keep it on the planet. Um, I think it'd be hard to argue that Bryson at times is going absolutely as hard as he can at a driver a hundred percent. And he's still hitting it straight. So a couple questions there <laughs> is, are there other human beings who can actually do that? I mean, maybe not, maybe Bryson <clears throat> is just that rare individual who's just that good and able to do that. I don't know if other guys could do that. I mean, we know that Tony can launch it like Bryson Camp, period. Maybe even yeah. more so. But we, we don't really see him going there, do we? Not really. Not yet. 
Not so, yet. You know, not, it's interesting. He came up with a couple things, Brian. Thing. I'll talk about course setup, but you talk about equipment. What Tony said about equipment, but um, Tony's. I I asked him. I asked him, how do you make it? How do you make a golf course a U.S. Open golf course like like they had last week? How do you make it more playable for the long hitter and the shorter hitter? And he said he said the 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 fairways were so never narrow that you penalize no the shorter could. hitter as. Um, <clears throat> Because they're only, I mean, the best guy as far as hitting fairways was concerned was 62% last week. Everybody's missing fairways. So in his opinion is in that 200 to 300 range, you make the fairways wider and then narrow them down for the longer, the longer drives. Then that way it causes the guys that hit it crazy long, like Bryson and Dustin Johnson and McElroy and all those guys, it causes them to think, okay, do I need to lay up on this hole or I'm, am I just going to go out and bash it? Their whole feeling was you go out and bash it and, and hit a wedge or a nine or an eight iron in out of the rough. And the course was set up so that you could run the ball up into the middle of the green. Yeah, Caddy, it's so, an interesting concept because you're literally saying what Bob is saying, what Tony said is the fairways are so darn narrow, you're going to miss them anyway. So you might as well miss them long. Correct. I think that was the case at Wingfoot last time we played, though. Yeah. I don't think that's different. But what's different is you're now 20 or 30 yards closer, and you can hit a wedge of 9-iron out mm-hmm. of there. You couldn't oh, do yeah. that before. Yeah, for the long hitters, and, absolutely. And, but for the short right. guys like Troy Merritt or Zach Johnson or whatever. They're still missing fairway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they can't play out of there. And no. they, they couldn't do that before. It hasn't changed for the short guys. It's still That's the same correct. kind of test as it was before, if not even more difficult. It's gotten easier for the long guys because it's not the same test as it was before because of w- exactly what we're saying about short irons versus a six iron out of the row. Plus the run-up thing, the fairways were also, besides being kind of narrow, <clears throat> which they always are at classic U.S. Opens, right? Um, for most of its history, the narrow fairways is a definition, right? So. Yep. The other thing is, though, the, the ability to run it in. Um, the fairways were, uh, one of the caddies on Monday told me the fairways are rolling close to 10 on the sip meter. And they're, are they firm? Not super firm, but they're rolling like you can't believe. Look at how far Matthew Wolf's drive rolled on nine. Yeah. He got it 20, or he got it like 10 or 20 past Bryson. Yep. Bryson launched it real high and landed it soft and hit it a mile. Wolf's ball landed 10 or 20 yards behind Bryson and ran. 10 or 20 past it. The fairways were just running, which makes them shorter if you really string it, but it also makes them way tighter, um, easier to miss, right? So that, and, but what it also does is if I hack a wedge out of the rough and I fly at 130, it rolls another 30 yards onto Mm -hmm. the green. That's what Bryson did on his shot. Either uh, 17, I think he was in the rough and he did that with a wedge. I don't know if that was Saturday or Sunday, but it was a good example. Um, where they were talking right before he hit it about how bad this lie is. And then he knocks it on like 15 feet. It was a great shot, period. But he could physically do it. If you jack that ball back 20 more yards, he's not getting that ball in the green. And it's a little different. He's got a chip instead of a birdie putt. So how do you, if you want to solve that, how do you solve it? Well, mm. you can widen the fairways a little. You can grow the grass a little higher. You can get them not as firm believe it or not, you can, you know, uh, 
throw the rough two inches higher period all over the golf course, then you can't even hit a nine iron out of it. But is that really the way you want to play where you can only just wedge it out of the rough sideways? Well, there's, you get British opens like that. Carnoustie was like that. You hit in the rough, you weren't knocking it out with anything. You were wedging it out. So is that what you want? You know, what do you want really? If you want to, do you want, do you even want to deal with it? Can you just look at it and say, well, you know, I, I, a, a buddy of mine had a great line. He said, right now, if you don't have an obstacle between you and the pen, mm-hmm. basically you can get it on the green. Most of the time on most par fours, if you're one of these really super strong guys, that's just a reality. Look at a hole like number, what was it? I'm trying to think of the hole that had more of a cross bunker in front of it. 16 has a pinched in bunker on the right side that gives you a narrow alley to run the ball through significantly tougher than some of the other holes that are wide open in front, like the ninth hole, the par five wide open in front. Yeah. If you're in the rough there, you could just gouge something out. If you, if you were long enough off the tee, you could one gouge had something a out and maybe run it in. Yeah. One was a good example. <laughs> one was look how hard one played. Yeah. Well, obviously the green, the green's a big factor too, but the cross bunker on one makes it a whole different story. However, here's the thing that makes it a brutal golf course for the membership to play more so even than the pros. I mean, but you know, the golf, the U S open golf courses aren't really supposed to be member friendly. Oakmont's no. not very member friendly. Wingfoot's, uh, you know, I think Wingfoot's actually fun to play for almost anybody doesn't mean you're going to break a hundred, but it's fun to play. <laughs> exactly. I think. If that's your, if you, you know, if going to the dentist is your idea of fun, it, you know, it, it kind of, it, it is my idea of fun. So I think that's fun. Um, Cause it's such a cool challenge. Hey, Caddy joining us here on real golf radio. So is this golf doesn't like different. That's one of my takeaways. Um, Bryson's different. Do we, I wonder if this was Tiger doing this, like he dismantled the field at Pebble Beach, you just go, wow, and you just admire the, the, the way he was able to do it, right? Should, should, is this more of a, is this a problem that needs to be solved, or is this simply just marveling at the ability that the, a world-class golfer put on a display at the national championship? I think it's marveling. Uh, I mean, let's, Bryson to me kind of did a semi version of what Tiger did at Pebble mm-hmm. when Tiger won by 15. Yep. I think, I think you need to hold off and give it another year or so and see, does Bryson continue this trend week in and week out? Like Tiger continued his trend week in and week out of being a great player. Does, does, does Bryson do this? I mean, he, he faltered in the, he had a great start on the restart and then he faltered a little bit and then he played really well at the PGA and he played really well at the U S open. So you might say, wow, Bryson's really figured this out. And then other people are going to try to figure it out the same. So my question is, can they do it? We know Bryson did it, but Michael Phelps also did some cool stuff in swimming. Nobody else can do. He's a physical freak. Right, Bryson may be a physical freak, but maybe other people can do just what Bryson did. We don't know. We just don't know. Mm. Um, Bryson is unique. Yeah, 
it's too, Bryson's, I mean, let's, let's look at how Bryson generates this power. Um, in my opinion, he did a, he, he took some physics and applied it. He certainly did lots of things with his body to match what he was trying to do to gain strength. Um, that's basically what he tells you. He says, I just made myself physically stronger to get 25 yards longer. That's, that's what the crux of it is. Well, his swing is also longer than it was. And he definitely does some things a little different in his swing than he did before. He's got a lot more of this compression into the ground, pushing off kind of stuff versus what he used to do. He swings it way faster back in the backswing than he used to, which is something that people believe results in faster swing speed throughout the swing. Um, so he, he applied some kind of understood science to here's how you get longer. Um, along with some physical science, you know, by, um, by making himself physically strong. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild that, I mean, there's no question. He just nailed it. And he also did some things. He did some things unique with his putter, as you pointed out too. I mean, figured out some ways to make putts. Huge. The putting Bryson short game was really good. Yeah. I mean, I met Bryson when he was back in sophomore in college or something. And the first time I saw him hit two golf balls and I told him, you're going to make millions of dollars on the PGA tours Two swings. I said, boom. Okay. You got that. Then I saw him hit a putt and I didn't tell him this, but my thought was, you're never going to be a good putter. You don't have the natural, you know, you can just, you know, Bob, you got to watch, you yep. watch a guy hit a couple of putts. You know, if the guy can putt, you either mm-hmm. have it or you don't, he didn't have it. And he learned how to get it, which is, that's impressive. <laughs> I mean, he made himself uh, a good putter um, beyond what I, you know, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, you know, physically hitting a golf ball. Yeah. He, he's got it. Um, that was apparent just watching him at two shots when he was 19 years old or whatever, but putting, I was like, uh-uh, you know, it, it, and, and I don't know if I've seen, I don't know if I've seen a, a guy who wasn't really, you know, he'll tell you too. He just wasn't that good a putter. And I don't think he, I did, I, I, I didn't think that was possible to just do it through an application of mechanics and learning, and, you know, not, not to the degree that he did it. I mean, it, I, I, you can, you can definitely improve yourself probably easier to improve yourself in putting than any other facet of the game, mm. because it doesn't take a lot of physical gifts to do it well compared to hitting a golf ball, which takes a lot of physical gifts. Caddy, Caddy, great insights, man. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, Loved it. Great conversation. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, we'll continue talking about this, I have a feeling, as we prepare for Augusta and Augusta again in uh, a few months later. So it should be good stuff. Thanks for the time, man. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy. Some tremendous insights looking back at Bryson's win and how he did it at the U.S. Open last week at Wingfoot. Short break. Show continues next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. 
Get custom fit from Matory X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new Chromesoft 2020. This ball changes everything. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to the caddy for joining us. This segment is brought to you by the all-new Black Desert Resort at Entrada in St. George, Utah. Unlike anything you've experienced before, go to blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Blackdesertresort.com. And we thank you for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, son of 1959 U.S. Open champion at Wingfoot, Billy Casper also uh, picked up the 66 Open and the 1970 Masters uh, Hall of Famer, 50-plus wins and uh, amazing Ryder Cupper. I think that's why the Ryder Cup means so much, Bob. Certainly yeah. your dad, uh, the all-time points leader in Ryder Cups for the United States side as well as a successful winning captain there at the Greenbrier back in 1979. So um, pretty cool heritage and history around what we experienced last week at Wingfoot as well as what we would have experienced. I'm looking forward to experiencing next year at the Ryder Cup. You, uh, that was a spirited conversation with the caddy. He had a lot. In fact, if we didn't have a clock, I think we'd still be talking. Um, <laughs> we would be. He's got a lot to say and, and, and yeah. really some good insights. 
Um, but a lot of it on Bryson, and you had you had kind of a point that you wanted to make that you brought up in the break. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. You look at you look at guys, and this goes along with your our comments a couple of seconds ago, or segments ago about about different. Um, a lot of guys on tour, they want, and I know my dad was this way too. They want yardage. They might want front of green. They might want to carry distance. They want about as little amount of information as they can to be able to formulate and to be able to hit a shot. So less is more for the most part for guys on tour. Bryson DeChambeau is the exact opposite of that. He wants all the data. He wants all the information. He wants all the calculations and everything. And that allows him to free up his mind and and make it calmer and be able to hit. And that's why he, it looks like he takes, and he does take so long. The majority of the time, he doesn't take long on his drives or his iron shots. Where he takes the most time is on the putting green. Mm. It's all because of the caddy's uh, greens books, right? He's slowing well, us down, caddy. part of it. But it's going to be interesting because, guess what? He can't have a greens book at Augusta because they don't have them. Hmm. All right, so they got that yeah, interesting little tidbit. Speaking of Augusta, and I'm glad yes. you brought that up because that's where I was going to segue next. Based mm-hmm. on what you saw, Bryson says, look, uh, I'm going to continue to, to, to push the envelope. I'm going to continue right. to beef up. I want to gain more weight. I'm going to experience with a, experiment with a 48-inch driver. He's coming to Augusta guns blazing. He's not backing off. He's not resting on his laurels. He wants to push it further and further. Does that translate to Augusta, what we saw here at Wingfoot? Obviously, two completely different kinds of golf courses. But what's your take on Bryson as I – mean, do you put him as the favorite going into Augusta by what you just saw there at Wingfoot, and do you think his success translates there? I think it could. Um, as far as the favorite, I, you know, by virtue of winning the U.S. Open and how he did it, I think he, I think he's deserved that. Um, I think he and uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, some of those guys that have finished up there, especially in the last last year, I think those guys are all going to be right up there in the mix. But one of the things he did say is that he's going to try a forty-eight inch driver, and he feels like his def- his driver definitely needs to go straighter. So that's going to be one of his main focuses is is getting that 48-inch driver or trying it uh, and to see if he can get it to go straighter. But there was an interesting article on Golf Channel. I don't know if you read it by Ryan Lavner, and, it, and it's, a, it's entitled One Pro's Hole-by-Hole um, Take on How Bryson DeChambeau Might Play Augusta National. Okay. And it's kind of very similar to, we, you know, we talked to Keith Clearwater right after Colonial and uh, his take on what, uh, Bryson's what he feels Bryson might be able to do at Augusta. And, um, you know, it's pretty interesting, you know, one, he's going to drive it over the bunker, uh, two, he's going to drive it over the bunker and might have eight, eight or seven iron in from that downhill slope. Three, he's going to drive it every day on three, you know, force the par three, the, the fifth hole, he can probably hit it over the bunker there down the left-hand side. Um, number seven, you know, it's, it's a full on hit it all the way to the bottom of the hill, right below the green. Number eight, if the wind's right, he can carry the bunker down the right hand side and he'll be on the upslope. Number nine, he's going to drive it all the way down to the bottom of the hill. You know, number 10, he's probably going to hit three wood. Number 11, it'll be, that'll be an interesting hole for him. What he decides to do there because those trees all the way down the right side, if he can get it up over, over the trees or not. Um, 13. 
you know, he's going to hit it right over the trees or he's going to drive it up into the 14th fairway and go in from there. Um, 14, um, I think he'll just light it up and hit it as hard as he can there. 15, those trees down the left-hand side are going to come into play on him. You know, the ones that neck out into the fairway. Um, And then uh, 16, 17, he's going to hit it as hard as he wants. And 18, he's going to fly it right over the bunkers and come in over in the walking area down the left-hand side. So, you know, overall, it's it's uh, it'll be pretty interesting to see what he does. But I think that's what you got to take from it as far as what he could possibly do there. Yeah, and I, great. Uh, and if it was a video game like some people suggested, then yeah. that's exactly what he would do. Executing that is another matter. You know? Exactly. I, I don't you know, like you mentioned three, for instance. OK, I'm mm-hmm. with you on one. One's a pretty easy hole Two. You know, again, I think he takes advantage of that. But look, there's you know the delta counter down the left side is there for a reason, right? So yep. you got you got to watch out. And and by the way, if he if he plays away from that and hits it too far up the right hand side and gets over that bunker and kicks into those, you know, again, pine straw could come back into play. We haven't seen yep. pine straw play for for a long time since they started growing up that we won't call it rough, but second cut. And um, so I think you'll start to see him find some places where he's hitting out of pine straw through trees and make it a little. It would getting... be interesting if they cut that second cut down and just left it at pine straw. It would be interesting. Let it roll right into it. We, we'd see <laughs> some sevy like stuff going on out there. But yep. uh, let me let's go to three. He can bomb it down there. He's not going to drive it on that green. And if he hits it hard enough, he's not going to hold that green. It's impossible to hold that green with a driver. Right. Am I wrong? No, but chipping up that hill is a lot easier. But depending on the pin location, you get it up there yep. too close. It's no picnic trying to yep. chip it up there. Yep. It come right, right back down to your feet if you're not careful. So all I'm saying is, yes, uh, advantage helps. Tony pointed that out to us, and it was a great interview that Tony did with us in hour one. But you still have to execute. You still have to have a tremendous short game. <clears throat> and and we've seen some of the bombers that have won there, like Bubba Watson. We've Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, some guys that take advantage that we've seen some short guys take advantage of Augusta. And you're going to have to putt well. You're going to have to figure out those greens 100%. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. 
We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio presented by Callaway Golf. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Tony Finau, who spent some extended time with us at his uh, Finau Foundation Golf Tournament at Alpine Country Club. Also thanks to the caddy, who also spent some extended time with us. Both those interviews, about 20 minutes. And if you missed them, we'll post them on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf. Give us a follow or search it wherever your favorite podcast site is found. And thanks for accessing the show, however you choose to do so. And hopefully you'll give us a follow on Twitter, at Real Golf, and join the conversation. I wanted to ask you something. Bryson uh-huh. getting quite a bit of uh, flack for the way he handled his post-round interview. And he was getting accused of going on NASCAR um, on the interview by thanking his sponsors and all the people. Here's my take, and we've been around manufacturers and sponsorships for a long time with our show yep. and with uh, you know players and things like that. I personally, I, I appreciate the fact that Bryson took the time in his spotlight moment yes. to thank those that have helped him get there. There yep. are far more stories, you know this better than I do, of players chasing the professional golf scene that never make it. And sponsors invest money. I'm not talking about corporate sponsors alone. Personal sponsors as well. Mm-hmm. Invest money in players, and it doesn't work out. There isn't, there isn't the payday. There aren't the Bryson stories. There, that, uh, those happen, but there's a lot more than not that don't. And so I think to take the time, and these manufacturers spend a ton of money. Um, they're just trying to get their product placement out there. For him to take the time in his moment to say, thanks, appreciate it to all those that got me there. My hat's off. I've actually liked it. I know he got a bad rap, but I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, You know, a lot of people think that they just pop on the scene. They don't know what they've done for all the years that they've they that they've had to um, work hard and and try to become the best at what they're trying to do. And for him to to shout, give those guys a shout out. 
no problem. My hat's off to Bryson DeChambeau. An impressive world-class performance on a very world-class difficult golf course. Congrats on winning the 120th U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, we'll watch some Ryder Cup replays this weekend and look forward to that playing out next year. For Dave Glauser, our producer, and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf live from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.